And then you see them, you know, six or seven weeks down the line, it just clicks and they've got smiles on their faces and they're moving and they're not thinking so much and they're just going with it. What does that do for you? That is, that's why I do it. That is exactly why I do it. This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ, the big guy. Hi, it is Russ, the big guy. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur who is very familiar with the struggles and successes related to running a business. I know it is definitely worth the struggle. The freedom and unlimited potential keep me moving forward, fueled by my why. Aligned with that is my desire to share with you, the entrepreneur and aspiring business owner, entertainment, information, inspiration, and even transformation into an even more amazing entrepreneur and human. To those ends, please enjoy this episode of Going Boldly. Hey, it is Russ. I'm up here in the penthouse again. I have Lisa Bodner up here. She's looking a little nervous, and uh, <laughs> which I think is pretty interesting because Lisa's in front of a crowd all the time with a, with a microphone on, and she's dancing, and she's talking, and she's she's teaching and leading a group. And uh, uh, she came in a little tense, brought a little nip with her to help her, <laughs> and uh, emotional um, backup. How is she defined again? Um, like it, Linus with his security blanket. Okay, introduce her real That's quick. Michelle. She has no microphone, but. So Michelle is one of my good friends, and she's also a CCLD dancer. Okay, all right, good. Nobody knows who you are yet because <laughs> we didn't really do an intro yet. So uh, I have Lisa here today because Lisa is a business owner, but she works full time for someone else. So her business is kind of one of those side gigs that you hear about, one of those part time businesses that she's done for a long time. Uh, I'm guessing you probably make a little money at it and and I bet you just love it more than the money because otherwise you would be doing it full time or 80 hours a week, maybe. Right. So yeah, it's great. So Lisa Bodnar is here. She's the CEO of crew country line dancing and you refer to it as CCLD. Yes. Okay, good. So when you say that in the conversation, (laughs) people will know. So it's crew country line dancing. Yes. So where that name come from? Were you, is it country music or just you teach dancing, line dancing, all kinds of fun stuff, but what's the, it's not always just one genre, is it? No, it isn't. It started out that way, but um, we actually got crew country line dancing because we were known on the local scene as the Binghamton crew. Oh. So it was a bunch of us that used to go out and catch all the live bands and we've line danced together for years. So anytime we came to a gig that a band was at, they would say, Hey, it's the, it's the Binghamton crew. Gotcha. So when we started up teaching, uh, I knew I had the foresight enough to brand us and I said, we need a name yeah. and it ended up being crew Country gotcha. line dancing. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Crew country line dancing. Yep. All right. Yeah. And I always think of it as crew country, but that's just my brain. Well, our tagline is welcome to crew country whenever we have a floor full of people. So, okay, gotcha. so it does kind of go, <laughs> we could go either way with it. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of your social media posts and I've seen you out at uh, fundraisers and public events where you're teaching. Um, that's, a, that's a great way to publicize what you're doing, obviously, right? And okay. get more students and more people involved. But you're also helping out the community, which I think is awesome. And one of the things that you're um, at a fairly new venue. I've seen you there quite a bit. And the weirdest thing is like they have like a lighted dance floor that's right out of the 80s. <laughs> I used to work at a disco when I was a kid. And uh, a couple of them actually. And lighted dance floors were, you know, super big then back from like Saturday Night Fever and all the the disco era. 
Mm-hmm. So what's the deal with the lighted dance floor? Isn't that, doesn't that get you confused? Because disco dancing is way different than line dancing. Oh, you don't absolutely. really have to pay attention to what you're doing. But line dancing, you're choreographed with a bunch of other people. Yeah, it's um, it's actually fun. The, we ended up there after um, we started in 2015. And in 2017, we had a little bit of a change in dynamics within our group, uh-huh. um, the, the, the people that ran CCLD. And in doing so, um, it was it was a situation that it really was not ideal, a little bit hostile. It was not. It was taking the joy away from the dance, and I left. And I literally walked with the crew country line dancing shirt on my back for this, and went into something completely fresh and brand new. And that was the cave. I had a uh, referral from a friend. And they ended up calling me, um, come on down, we're going to be reo- we're going to be reopening up and we want to have line dancing, we're a dance venue. So line dancing was kind of on their vision, um, yeah. in their line of sight with some of the different things that they wanted to do. And I went down there and I saw it's a 3D LED infinity floor. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, it was, it's imported. Um, and it was really, really cool. And in, in the total change in dynamics within our, our Uh, business structure it was just a fresh start and it was something totally new yeah and it was atypical it just was not traditional and that's kind of everything that I embrace okay so so you started be you started with the gang that you just like to go out dancing and were you going to the country venues like the country music stuff was that what you were into yes okay I spent a lot put a lot of miles on our boots at the country pines um, okay right here in Endicott right Um, familiar yeah from from the good old days and you know we've been around we've traveled to see some of our favorite bands and we've been to concerts and stuff and line dance there and um, yeah, so pretty much we've, we've done a lot of miles over the years. All right. So you were doing your full-time job as an administrator at a local law firm, mm-hmm. nights and weekends, you're out partying with your crew, <laughs> right? And you're in the country yeah. somewhere along the line, somewhat, somebody had the idea to like start teaching and it was mostly country. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you're in the country. Now you're in country venues with, you know, with the Western boots and the hats and, and it was real popular at one point. It and really was. Maybe was is that when you started? Like how did how did that start? I actually we all used to line dance way back, uh, oh my goodness, in the nineties when it was really, really popular. And we did it for years. And then it kind of phased out. And then we ended up going to catch some country bands in two thousand fourteen and we just kind of pulled all of the dances out of our hats again. We're like, let's just oh. go have fun. You know, no one else was on the dance floor doing it. So right. we were doing all the dances that we remembered from back in the day. The owner of the establishment saw us and said, oh my goodness, do you guys teach? And my dance partner at that time, we'd always said we would love to teach together. We would love to teach together. So when she approached me and asked if we teach, I turned to him and I said, hey, do we teach? And he looked at me and I looked at him and we knew right away that was our opportunity. And within three weeks, we had all of our equipment. We had our set list. We knew the dances we were going to be teaching. We had the venue and we were branded. And that was the start of that was crew start. country line dancing. Yes. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Okay. Very kismet. Right. And um, yeah, I think like everybody knew about you or knows about you. I'm not even into country music or line dancing for that matter. I know who you were. <laughs> and I'd seen you at the, a lot of the local events, right? Um, yes. You know, fundraising and, and that sort of thing. Now you get this new opportunity, right? It's time for a change. 
You got some personnel changes, some business, you know, welcome to the business world, right? Yes, welcome <laughs> to the business world. Like, like, you know, crap happens. And um, so now you've got this new opportunity and the cave is interesting. It's down, it's like on a lower level. They've got the infinity floor. So are you doing, so now you're teaching line dancing there. Are, are they playing country music and you have like, do the country folk, come in off their tractors and stuff or what <laughs> do the four by fours roll up to the cave sometimes they do it seems like it's a different vibe kind of like what you were referring to like it, it what's the a, thing what's happening over there now um it it is a definitely a different vibe um we pull a little of everything i've had some of the binghamton university students anyone who is downtown i do have a following of people i think just the fact that it's unique and it's different and people kind of want to see that floor um, I think it kind of draws some people in. Um, I think a lot of it is my following that went with me. Okay. But there weren't they all country folk? Um, s- most of them are, but okay. not everybody. Believe it or not, even though I teach country line dancing, I have a hip-hop background. I, my start in dance was cheer, hip-hop, jazz dance, and oh. I did not like country. I was dragged right, I was about 22 years old, and I was dragged to... Um, the pines to line dance for the first time and where, where were you where were you doing the other dan- dancing um i attended i was bcc so suny broom oh. and um, nationally ranked cheerleader we went to dallas texas several years in a row we were um we were competing in new england we won wow. different competitions and i was on dance team were you studying dance at at suny broom or no, what were you studying? I was a communications major. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really was. You're awful nervous coming in here for I, a communications major. I know. Audio, <laughs> well, I like to be behind the scenes, not oh, in front of the camera. Okay. So. Right, yeah. Well, luckily we don't have any video going, so <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky there. Why don't you tell people like a little bit more about your classes and your teaching? Explain to our listeners like what it is, kind of what you do, what they do, what people get out of it. My class is run a little differently I think um so let me let me turn the the tables on you what's the first thing that you think of when you think of line dancing what comes to mind um when I think of line dancing I think of like um what was that movie that John Travolta was in the country music the country uh, oh, Urban Cowboy? Was it, yeah, was it Gillies in Texas? Is that the name of it? Yeah. What was the place? I think it was yeah. Gillies, yeah. Yeah, I've been to Fort Worth. There's a big place there that has an indoor bull ring. And so I don't know, that's what I think of. Like, And I think of me sitting there drinking, watching people <laughs> dance. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't really dance anymore. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, oh, she's... We'll get you on the floor. All right. So you probably think of like fingers on the belt and oh, yeah, a definitely. little down Yeah, 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 yeah. And clogging clogging yeah yeah a little stomp long skirts and it's not my style hair. so that's my dad and my dad grew up in that stuff <laughs> he's big time in the country i watched i grew up watching westerns so cisco kid and roy rogers movies and tv shows so a lot of people have that in their mind yeah. and one of the things when we started teaching is we wanted to break that stereotype we wanted to make it very modern sexy fun believe it or not line dancing can be sexy. i've seen some sexy on the floor there is a couple of videos. It was you. A couple. Of, there were a couple of guys in there that were looking pretty sexy. It, yeah. I gotta say, I was a little surprised. You know, they look kind of macho with their boots and their hats and everything, but they get their butt going and stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. Yep. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> what do their friends know they're doing this? <laughs> they bring their friends with them, and they all do it together. And they drink and make they fun do. of them. <laughs> I watched several of your videos. So. <laughs> so and that was that yeah. was like our vision. Everybody's is- having fun. 
So yeah. that's, that's one thing, though. Come out. I know I'm goofing around, but people are having a good time. That's, Everybody is. That's what we hope for. Yeah. And that was the goal of make it new, make it, you know, bring it back. It was kind of a resurrection in this area. And yeah. I have a lot of friends in the dance world that are down south and they're out west and it's an entirely different dance scene. And for me, <laughs> well, everything's was, different here than anywhere very, else. Trust very, me. Very true. <laughs> The goal of us to bring a certain vibe to the floor. Yeah. And we wanted a positive learning environment that, believe me, it does. it's not always out there. We want it to be judgment-free. Come, have fun. Leave your job at the door. Come in, have some drinks, have some good food, meet some friends. I met Michelle um, two years ago, I believe it was. And she's become a very close friend. We call it the dance family. Okay. And anyone that comes in, you know, we just embrace them and we want them to have fun, um, learn something new, come out of their comfort zone. It's about expressing yourself and being creative. And, you know, I teach the steps and you make it your own. I always honor the the step sheet, which is something that... Um, what it's is a, that? It, a step sheet is something that the choreo... It's like the written dance steps by the choreographer. Okay. So I take and teach by the specs, which are the choreographer's vision on, you know, that they've written on paper. I, tr- I teach to that. And then I say, make it your own, you know, bring your individuality to the dance floor. And that's, yeah. um, that is a lot of what I think people really, really get into is it's not as rigid and it doesn't have all the traditional rules because I'm like, we're going to write our own rules. We're going to make this us. And that's what I strive to do. Well, I think that's amazing because that's what every real artist and every, actually every business owner who really wants to differentiate themselves from the others, mm-hmm. like almost, if you pick almost anything, any kind of business, any, anything at all, there's probably tens of thousands of other ones just like you, or there could be, mm-hmm. right? Unless you differentiate yourself from them. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's amazing that you're, that you're doing that. Why did you decide to do that? Like, why didn't you just stick with the, you know, their steps already choreographed. Somebody knew what they were doing. Why do you feel this way? I think most choreographers are also dancers. So they can get in touch with expressing themselves and how to pull themselves out of something that already is. Like, th- express themselves and be individuals. That is something... I think I've always kind of been like that. I, I don't always want to do something as it's written because we can make our own rules every day and you can create something new. You are an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was listening to um, an interview earlier today that you had done and studying up on you a little bit. Yeah. And, um, Who some, did you listen to? Johnny Only. Oh, okay. I remember him from the day. He's a good guy. He is. And he is talking about how he would ride that wave and he would look at something that was coming and that's definitely part of it. But sometimes you have to be the one to create the wave and you got to, you create it and then see who hops on with you. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then you create something else, create another ripple. Yeah. Or tweak what you have. Tweak what you have. Right. Yeah. Perfect. I'm assuming that you're being successful with it, at least in terms of how you would define it. You seem pretty happy with it. You're out there quite a bit, right? I am. So it, what, what is it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, it, it definitely, ha- there's a lot of satisfaction on many, many levels. Just being able to start the journey of, you know, the whole history and the reality of it is um, almost a spiritual lesson in some ways. Like you grow how as so? an individual. Um, I think just going through the, you know, it being born okay, and, you know, birthing this, this entity and then watching it walk and then having that 
faith in yourself. Like my first dance that I ever choreographed went international. It has over 6 million combined views on social media. Wait a minute. Yeah. Excuse me? I know. <laughs> what? Explain this. I was sitting at home on a staycation and I'm huge into music and I happened to turn on iTunes and I was just trolling. Let me see what's new. Luke Bryan's um, Kick the Dust Up literally just dropped that day. Yeah. And it grabbed me. I know for better or for worse, Luke Bryan, you know, you either love him or you hate him. I love that song. I do like a little bit. I love old country, but I love modern country because it has a a very good dance beat to it and tempo. So I heard this song and I'm like, I have to choreograph something to this. It was just a lightning strike. You, I just was compelled to do it. So I wrote everything down. Um, I had had a little bit of my beloved Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote everything. I guess there's a advantage to dancing at bars, right? <laughs> there, there is, you know, and but I, you were home. Okay. I was home and it just, you know, you sip and you, it takes you out of your head. Yeah. You can create. And I remember I had to teach the next day with um, my dance partner and I, I was so nervous. I kind of fibbed to him and I said, I want you to see this dance that I found online. So he's looking at me with these weird eyes as I'm showing it to him. And, and when I get done, he's like, oh, my God, that was awesome. And he said, where did you find that? I said, I actually choreographed it. He said, no, you didn't. And I t pulled out my chicken scratch and I showed wow. it to him. Yeah. He's like, that's awesome. So the next week we went to our regular weekly lessons and we, um, we had taught two girls on the fly. And then we filmed a demo video at our home place. And. I never expected it to go anywhere. I'm literally, I don't think my hair was really done. I had just a pair of jeans and a regular shirt on. Yeah. And I ended up being on this, um, it was a closed private group on Facebook called Line Dancers on Facebook. And I decided there was only, I think, 1,800 followers on there. I posted my dance and it just, it blew up. And it ended up, it just kept going. They had to open up the page and it went from like 1800 people to like 24,000 people wow. that dance ended up on a Luke Bryan fan page, tagged somebody you'd want to do this dance with. And it just rolled. So it was following, it was kind of like being at that venue when we were asked, do we teach? It was like that lightning strike of, we need to do this. Yeah. Same thing. I heard that song. It's that lightning strike. I need to do this. And that's what really put us on the map. And from there, it just, it, it went international. Um, it's fun on YouTube to go and just search that dance and see all the different um, countries that have done it. And that, that's what really put us on the map. Well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, again, it's, it's I like mean, a kismet. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool because, um, you know, there's a, it's sort of that intangible thing, right? And that's that, um, I mean, some people call it divine intervention. Some people would define it like it's your subconscious doing the work right or whatever and there's definitely that it's that gut thing right mm -hmm. you get you get the lightning bolt or something in your gut just says this is i have to do this yeah yeah for and sure yeah i i wish everybody could experience that i don't know if everyone does i mean i have many, several times many times probably i have to, i think you have to be open to it and yeah. listen to yourself and yeah. trust yourself because uh, we, trust. it's always doubt. You know, I doubted my first choreography and I doubted myself, you know, stepping onto the stage for the first time. I even doubt myself years later, you know, coming in to do an interview. Um, it <laughs> you mean tonight? Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> well, let's talk about this a little bit because that doubt thing, that is huge with entrepreneurs, right? It is. Um, even successful people, they 
They doubt still a lot of times. They they feel like they're faking it. They feel like they're not enough. Really, it's a very prevalent thing. It's like feeling like you're not enough, right? What do you do to overcome it? You put one foot in front of the other, just like in dance. One foot oh. in front of the other. I love that. You take action. <laughs> you take action. Yeah. And you just, it, it's almost the challenge of just grabbing something and, and going with it and saying, you know, this kind of scares me a little bit, but I got to, I have to push through. And that's, I think, where that personal growth is. And I even see it in such little ways of like a dancer stepping out onto the floor for the first time. I'll see beginners step out and, they look terrified and they want to yeah. hide in the back, which I always joke. I said, you know, as we turn walls, the back becomes yeah. the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I let them figure it out themselves and sometimes <laughs> I give them the heads up. And then you see them, you know, six or seven weeks down the line, it just clicks and they've got smiles on their faces and they're moving and they're not thinking so much and they're just going with it. What does that do for you? That is, that's why I do it. That is exactly why I do it. So what, like, what does that fill for you? Um, it feels a lot. I mean, I, obviously to be a teacher, some people do it because they just, you know, they want to be on stage and in front of people and just get attention. And I'm not really like that, which is why I think I have a hard time doing certain things and I get nervous. But I, I think a lot of it is I want, to see people come out of their comfort zones. And I want to see them break through, find maybe their own individual creativity in the dance. Like, oh, I might throw a little bit of style into this right now. I'm, I might shake myself a little bit more, shake my hips a little bit more, or, you know, anything. Anything that makes them step out of their comfort zone. And that's why I do it. It's, it's pushing people and... Being having a positive learning environment and providing that support that you don't often have. Sometimes, like you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. So I know what it feels like. So that's why I like to promote people and their yeah. success. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and uh, I I do coaching, and that transformational moment is what we're looking for, mm -hmm. right? It's so powerful. One of our other guests, uh, Vince, who is in uh, a major person involved with um, Meow Wolf. You can listen to that episode. One of the one of the, the um, opportunities they've created with their their art installations is an opportunity for somebody to to experience that transformation. And Vince explains it so well how people can in that environment that he creates see themselves as more, mm -hmm. see uh, possibilities, right? Yeah. And so many of us are pushed down and shoved into boxes and labeled and um, maybe not valued, right? Especially for what we can bring. We're expected to do something someone else wants. And so it's interesting, like just a simple thing like dance, you've created an opportunity for somebody to really break out, to like they could literally create a new life for themselves just from the fact that at one time, at one of your classes, they were brave enough to get out and do something creative with you. And something different. It's so powerful. It is. It very much is. I mean, we had one person that was, um, she had an addiction. Mm -hmm. And every week she's she would count the days. I'm 100 days sober. I'm, you know, so even something like that. And she says it's from coming to dance because of the... There's a discipline involved with it. Yeah. There's a pride. There's a fun level. There is seeing yourself 
in a new light. And, and there's a family. And there's the camaraderie and the, the family vibe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you know that you were this powerful? No. <laughs> <laughs> I still just huh? see myself as that little girl that, you know. Isn't that something? Doesn't want to go up there and do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too crazy. Well, what keeps you going? Is it is that what it is? Is that seeing those people have those breakthroughs? Is that what keeps you doing it? I mean, you obviously like to dance. Oh, I love to dance. It is. It really is the connection with people. I always like to challenge myself. So I am, it's almost like just as I hit my goal and I'm not quite there, but I see it on the horizon, I'm already planning what my next thing is going to be. Give me an example. Like, what do you mean a goal? Something simple is I'm, I just want to, I'm going to teach and I need to get on stage. And then just as I'm starting to get comfortable in the venue that I'm at, I'm like, I'm going to do a choreography. And, you know, I, I did a choreography. And then as I did that. What does that mean, do a choreography? Um, create a dance. Oh, from scratch. From scratch. Oh. Yes. Yep. With a group following you or? Um, so you, you create a dance. You choreograph a dance. Okay. You come up with all the moves and you create your step sheet so people can follow along. You post it. There's a, an excellent site that we use. It's Copper Knob. It's okay. international. Uh, you can oh. publish your dances there. Um, people can pick them up and that that's where they see a lot of it. But it's, yeah, so it could be going to that. And then it's, um, we lost last year, but this is the second year. It would have been the third. I work with Colby Oakley. Uh, oh, yeah. Crew Country Line Dancing. Very um, popular. Yeah, that's, that's another vision with... That's actually the original vision of uh, Crew Country is we wanted to fuse the local music scene with the dance scene and create like that synergy and, you know, people can go and dance and listen to live music or, you know, have other things to to do while they're there. Instead of talk over the band? Exactly. (laughs) Instead of talk over the band. Do you travel with Colby? Actually, he is talking about bringing um, some of the CCLD dancers next year because his I'm Here uh, drive-in concert is taking off. So he did a couple additional venues down the East Coast this year, and he's going to be booking more. And he wants um, CCLD to network with those area dancers and be like the leader and come up with something and fuse, um, you know, not only our dance people, but also their group with Colby. So it's like, it's, it's a really unique opportunity. So I might be traveling next year a little bit, you know, here and there, um, fly on down, do a little something with Colby and fly back. Busy weekend. I know. Monday morning, back to work. Back to work. (laughs) (laughs) What are a couple of the lessons that you've learned along the way that are specific to business? To be truthful. Well, that's why we're here. Don't go into business with your friends. Oh, okay. Didn't work for you. Um, no. does for some people. It does for some people. Did um, it ruin your friendship? No. Oh. It, it took a little bit to overcome. It was 20 years of friendship. It was, That's um, good. it was a dynamic change kind of going back to, um, that 2017 change that, that we went through. And you were talking a little bit earlier about kind of not thinking for yourself and having to kind of listen to other people. And as independent contractors in the venue that we were at, it, it was like they were trying to take everything that we were about away. It was pulling the joy out of it. It was pulling the creativity out of it. And it was pigeonholing crew country. And it, it pulled uh, everything out of our vision, what our goals were, what our professionalism was, what we hoped to bring to every person's dance experience. 
So, so that was that like an evolution because originally maybe was everyone's vision the same to begin with. And then there was a, a, a sort of transformed over time. It was more so the venue trying to impact our business dynamic as independent contractors, okay. which venues shouldn't necessarily have a say in how you run your business and how you do it. You know, if, if yeah. so long as you're providing, I mean, we were having 200 and some people on a Wednesday night in Binghamton, New York line dancing. It's unheard com- of coming to see us. Yeah. And it was just taking everything away and they were wanting to restructure everything and, and it was dismantling us. Okay. And I did not want to do that. I did not, we came, we had come too far. And I chose to live by our vision and what we stood for. And um, he wanted to stay for reasons I I don't quite know. I suspect I know what they are. I've never heard the explanation. So I just said, can I have the crew country name? Because I care about this. I care about what we started with. And I want to see this blossom. And lo and behold, it it blossomed after that. But it, it definitely was that evolution. And um, it was being authentic to yourself and your business. And, you know, it had, it was this, its own entity and you protect it. You know, it's yours. It's your baby. You described it as, yeah, you described it as giving birth to it earlier. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it's literally your baby. It already had an image. It had a personality and, you know, you want to, you want to keep that going. What personal skills or business skills did you have to call upon to actually survive that, to be able to get through that? Because that could have ruined you, right? You could have been, you know, you could have been so ticked off and mad about it and held a grudge and let it all eat you up and Mm -hmm. never, never done another, do another line dance for as long as I live. And that was, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, you know, part of the hostility is, you know, we had very certain dynamics. So I actually had let my business partner have more of the spotlight um, in our former dynamic. You know, there's, there's things that we're all good at and I'm very good at the business end of things. And I'm, I was a nationally ranked cheerleader and I used to teach the hip hop dances to people trying out for the teams and, and all that. And he was very good at the dance part of it as well. So I gave him a little more of that spotlight. So I, in coming out of that darkness into the light, I had to put myself into the spotlight and it's just calling on your authentic self. And, and again, what is your vision as an entrepreneur? What, where, where were you going with this and stay on course with it? And yeah, you have to adjust your sales from time to time and, and adapt. Um, but, but you do, you have to call upon, again, your authentic self and just be brave and professional and move on and take what garbage came out of it and filter it into something new, you know, um, flowers bloom from manure. You know, there's (laughs) a saying with that. And you have to take every bit of that and, and, and bloom and fuel your own fire and create blaze your own trail. And I think that was a learning lesson for me too, is it's so easy to pair up with someone and to do something together, maybe letting them have a little more of the spotlight, but then you have to step into it. And people always said, you should teach, you should teach, you should teach. You're so good at this. And it was now I, I, I got to let this be the, you know, I don't want to tinker with the dynamic. He's very good at what he does, but it was at my self-sacrifice in some ways. And I was kind of cut short a little bit. Um, 
so it was me kind of grabbing the bull by the horns and walking forward and saying, this is what I can do. This is what I do. And I put my, and everything I was doing, I was doing it for myself instead of someone else and lifting other people. So yeah, so those are some of the things that I, that I had to learn and had to pull from. Definitely your professionalism, um, you know, the motivation, the initiative, you know, things like that. But that's so cliche. A lot of it is sometimes it's just you pull your boots up and you keep moving and you make it yours. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And even in acting, you know, we say uh, if you're feeling stuck or if something is not going the way you want it, you just, you know, you move and breathe, mm-hmm. which is, goes back to what you had mentioned about the dancing. You got to just take that step and dance and move forward. Yeah. Move and breathe. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's good for anything. The same concept. Yeah. Well, you're a good inspiration for our, our people who want to get started right? Or who want that side gig? I hope. You've got a heck of a side gig going. This is like more than a side gig. It's it's definitely fun. And um, I think it's definitely where you can put your creativity. And I, I'm trying to balance two different dynamics right now. Obviously, you know, I have over 42,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah. And you have the local scene where you teach the lessons at. So it's definitely a very d- different dynamic. You know, one makes you popular, one earns you money. And it's trying, you know, there's, there's showing up at lessons every week. Here's what we're going to learn. There's that little coaching and that, um, individuals working with individuals and the family dynamic. And then there is, I'm doing this video and I'm putting this out there and I'm doing this podcast with Russ and I'm doing what, you know, a podcast with Byron and I'm doing a virtual bar crawl, which was really cool. That was during COVID, um, and and teaching there. And, um, you know, you, you get all these opportunities that, that come up and through the social media aspect of it. Yeah. Are you, uh, looking to, uh, monetize any of that in any way? Do you have any digital products available or, you know, if you do some traveling, obviously you might find some pockets of people. I know that was one of the strategies they had seen before for some musicians, traveling musicians, is they would look to see if there were pockets where their social media, um, was very popular. So mm-hmm. if there was a particular city where they had a lot of followers, they would schedule their event there, regardless of what the population was or anything, right? Is mm-hmm. because they knew they had, a couple hundred people there that would probably show up. Right. You know, and that was, and they would just build from there. So I don't know. There's lots of possibilities. There's so much choreography out there. It's really hard for yours to be picked and be the one because for every song that comes out, that's got a great dance beat to it. There's, 25 choreography. So for yours to be picked up, it's pretty cool. Um, YouTube is, is funny with, um, monetizing because of copyright with the songs. I did learn to split my tutorials up. So I used to do a demo with the music and then go into a tutorial. Um, and then I realized, Oh, they're kind of snipering that off because it contains some copywritten material. So mm. what I started to do is split it up. Here's my demo that that can get you know, it's not monetized. And then here's my tutorial that people watch. And that's where you can try to, to gain some followers on it. I wish I had known about it when kick the dust up hit, because as I said, there's over 6 million combined views. So I probably could have made a little something on that. Maybe, maybe (laughs) who knows? Maybe with a future, uh, with, uh, Colby. Maybe there's something you know. If Cole, if Colby owns his music, exactly. You just need to. You just need a a little contract. I know. And you're golden. Yeah, he's he's. It's good music, out. right? 
Oh, he's excellent. Yeah. He's he's definitely one of my favorites. And he is such a great person that you love just supporting him. And he's also, um, he dots his I's and crosses his T's. He is a heck of a business person and he's yeah. always thinking and he does things himself. So he and I work very, very well together to fuse the two different That's nice. styles. Yeah. You know, I bet there's a thousand other country artists who would love uh, have a dance choreographed to their music I'll give you the rights to it that are, would love to work with somebody who's got 6 million views on a video. I know, I know. I do get... Um, <laughs> right? I, I mean, they're, I'm really... Stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a musician, you re, you're the same as a lot of us. We're looking for opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. People are looking for opportunities to get their name out there. Yep. And there's um, there's some things that I've done with Colby. I choreographed a dance for him. Yeah. I also had a gentleman uh, reach out in... I want to say it was 19... Um, he wanted something done to one of his songs. He was a rapper, believe it or not. Nice. That did a, um, it's called Barnyard Boogie. So it was a little kind of spoof, fun dance or music song that he did. And he was looking for somebody to, to choreograph a dance to it. So I did that. When I looked at his profile, I see this guy and he's won all these, um, different contests, radio contests. And yeah. I listen to some of his content and I see that he uh, collaborated with Snoop. And I'm like, of course I'm going to choreograph a dance for this guy. And we had some fun with it and it ended up being in part of their video, their music video that they did. So we had a little bit of fun with that. Um, totally off, but it's still country theme. And actually they still request it at the cave. It's pretty oh, funny. No kidding. It's a fun little dance. It's a fun little song. Um, and then I have some other friends that write their own music and some friends that have have relatives of some bands that write their own music that they're looking for choreographies. So you yeah. never know what's going <laughs> to, what's going to come out. All fun projects. And the nice thing about it right now for you is you don't have to rely on income from it because you have a full-time job. I do. I yeah. Do. So and it's all uh, for fun. And uh, no one, no one back at your job is listening. So are, are you planning on staying there for the duration or do you have big, bigger, bigger dreams or what? <laughs> um, it funds all my hobbies like okay. line dancing. You're too young to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love, I do love my yeah. day job. Okay. And, um, I plan on, it's, it's actually a really cool dynamic because I get to be a professional for eight hours a day and yeah. then I get to go still be a professional, but I get to have a little Jack Daniels, a yeah. little, you know, fun with my friends. They don't let you drink at the law firm? No. They do on TV. I know. (laughs) You know, we need to have a bar downstairs like Allie McBeal. (laughs) Oh, I remember that. (laughs) That was pretty good. I think you've given plenty of advice for people who have not yet made the jump. I think you've done that. And people who are wondering if they can do a side hustle and still keep their job, I think you're a great example of that. Yeah, I think it's definitely doable, especially if you're hesitant about getting into it. Start out slow and build and put your thought into it and let it grow and then say, where it goes. And do you have cash flow from your side hustle? I do. Okay. So you, like you were saying that funds your thing, but would you say that your side hustle has a net profit oh, or yeah. is it still sucking up your money? Um, no, my, the boot collection I have sucks up my money <laughs> that I net profit from my line. Dancing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, how many boots do you own? Are pairs? Is it um, pairs? Do boots? Do we still say boots? Uh, still say pairs in the boots world or? Yeah, you could say. Okay. Any of it. All right. Yeah. Um, so pair, how many pairs of boots? Oh boy. Um, they take up three times as much room as a shoe, a pair of shoes. Yeah. There's probably at least so. 16 pairs or more. Oh, that's hardly getting started. 
oh, I like you. Come on. Usually they're like, do you really need I'm thinking of Imelda Marcos. She had like a whole villa filled with shoes. Well, it. No one who's listening is old enough to know who Imelda Marcos is. Do you know? (laughs) I do. Oh, you do? I do. You may be older than I thought. Didn't she have purses too? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. You've got to got to match the the shoes. Um, no, nah, it takes up a whole wall, so it does take up space. Okay. You can only have so many pairs of boots. Now, is there anyone else at your home that would be competing for space? Do you have a significant other or? I have my significant other, Gatlin, is okay. my six-year-old dog. Yep. And Jameson, my cat. Oh, my horse is up the road. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw your horse. On, I, I, I was scoping you out a little bit too on social. <laughs> so I saw the horse. Who was the horse that you um, recuperate or like healed the horse and then let it run free and that's, let it out of the stable? What was that all about? That's my copper. So um, he was kind of, I consider him a rescue because she's his guardian angel. She picked him up. Um, he Wait, had, who's she? Uh, the owner of the stables. Oh, okay. So right. she picked him up, and um, that's where I bored him. I ended up buying him. I've had him for about seven years, but he was one that he came to us with some problems. Great, great horse, but also some little kinks to work out. And, okay. um, you know, he can't step out on the dance floor and just let it all go, So, uh, like the rest of us can. So he had a little kink to work out. Um, we've, we've been working with him for a while, but he sustained a tendon injury in oh. 2019, It required about a year of stall rest. And at the end of that, he wasn't quite healed to where he should be. There's really nothing that we can do. So she said, well, you can keep him." The vet said you can keep him in a bubble and protect him in a stall the rest of his life. Or, you know, you can let him go be a horse. You don't want to ride him, obviously, right? No, he is fully retired. So he gets all the carrots and apples and kisses. So does he just have like an open corral or something that he runs around in or? Yeah, they're let out to pasture and then he has his own stall. So during the hot days, he has a box fan and he's hanging out with all his buddies. So he's like a dog, basically. He just does whatever he wants and like comes back and to get fed. Pretty much. Yeah. He's catered to. <laughs> or that would be a cat, maybe, actually, now that I think about <laughs> All it. All my animals, I think, are catered to. Oh, my gosh. All right. Listen, um, we've got to get to the questions here pretty soon. And before we do that, there's somebody listening right now who's like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this line dancing or... Um, I want to find out more about this side hustle thing because I because Gary V talks about it all the time on uh, on social media, but I, but Gary V won't return my phone call. But I bet I could get a little Lisa. <laughs> so there, somebody's going to want some help with this. And how would they find you? So you can find me on um, social media for sure. Facebook. It's- Wait, all right. But are they looking for Lisa? Or are they looking for um, Crew Country or Crew Country Line Dancing? Okay. C R E W. Crew Country Line Dancing is definitely where you can find us. I have a lot of friends, uh, a lot of dance friends on my personal page. Is that on Facebook? Facebook, yeah. Okay. Yep. Do you have a website? I don't. Okay. I do That's everything fine. through the power of social media. I, a lot free. of people I know do that. Be free. Yeah. You know, you don't, uh, less money um, going out, and especially social media is extremely powerful as witnessed by my first dance. You don't own it though. Do you do emails? I do. Okay, good. You have email lists? You keep you get emails from everybody. I do not. I'm going to recommend you do because okay. I know people who've been on Facebook that got Woo-hoo. or whatever, and then they have no way to contact any of those people. If I had one uh, particular guy told me this very specifically, he had I think thousands. Really? Yeah. And then he was like, I can't even contact them. I should have ca- I should have collected emails. He said because I always I'll own them. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So that's anyways, there's a little uh, free consulting for you. Okay. Well, thank you. I will take <laughs> I heard it from somebody else and I'm like, you know what? That makes really good sense. And I'm horrible at emails, but you know, I'm learning. I'm getting started. <laughs> All right. So that's great. So they're going to find you at Crew Country Line Dancing uh, on Facebook. Michelle, did we miss anything? Michelle's the giving thumbs the thumbs up, up over there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I need to do a breakaway just real quick and give a shout out to Will, Tom, and Nate. They're three young guys who own ParlorCityFurniture.com. Um, they're just killing it over there. And they're now a sponsor of the podcast, which is awesome. They're helping me outfit a new video studio. And I have a, a cool standing desk. It's motorized. goes from seated to standing. There's pre-recorded or pre-programmed positions also. Um, and we're going to be doing some upgrades in the podcast studio too. So they're super motivated, super cool. Uh, they want to help you. They're very excited about their business. They ship globally. You can find out more at ParlorCityFurniture.com. Back to the show. It's time for the questions, Lisa. Now you can get nervous. It's time to answer the questions. I double dare you. All right. Lisa's been very transparent and open with us today, but now we're going to find out even more. Um, these oh are the boy. questions. Lisa, are you are you ready to go? I am ready. <laughs> she just took another nip. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <clears throat> and I don't know, I feel like we should have given uh, Michelle a microphone for this, but all right, you can yell from you can yell from across the room <laughs> if you want to throw anything in. Okay, Michelle? Okay. All right. All right. Um, who do people tell you that you look like, Lisa? Oh. Who do I, well, back in the day, I had really, really long blonde hair, and it was... You um, still have long blonde hair. Well, really, really long. It was like... Longer than that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm looking at Lisa inches. now, and it's down almost to her waist. Oh, oh, it was like definitely at my waist, and it was Daryl right. Hannah back in the day. So they used to... Really? I would have people come in the... I don't get it. I don't see it, but Daryl Hannah... Did Hanna, you have a mermaid outfit that you used to wear in the pool or I anything? I wish I or? had one, because that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. You can't <laughs> dance in that. No, you can't. Well, I don't maybe really you know. can. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number two. If you could dance with any famous person, dead or alive, who would it be? What kind of dancing would you do? And what would you chat about while you're dancing? Jason Momoa. And it would definitely be dirty dancing. <laughs> no need to talk. I got to write this okay, one down. That Latin. is not, you got, you caught me off guard on this one. All right. Wait a minute. Jason Momoa. Oh my God. He always looks like he needs a shower. Do oh, girls really? like that? Do women like that? He does kind of remind me of my boyfriend. So I do have a special current boyfriend. Current boyfriend. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You've got a hairy biker dude. He doesn't uh, have long hair like that. But he kind of is big and has is he in, is he on the Facebook page your boyfriend? He he's on my personal page. He oh. does follow. Oh, country. is that open to anybody or is that private? I want to see what he looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the long hair, but he's built like him, and he's okay. kind of got the brown eyes and oh the, the demeanor. You know that really tough manly. <laughs> I wish we had video so you could see Lisa right now. <laughs> he's Lisa smiling like ear to ear. <laughs> he would die Jason, right now if you if you knew you were talking about Jason. Him. Oh, if you knew you were talking about him. Well, he's going to find out. What's his name? Justin. Justin? Yep. What? Justin what? <laughs> you don't want to say? Justin Momoa. <laughs> All right, Justin. Shout out to Justin. All right. All right. He doesn't have the hair, though. No. But don't you secretly wish he'd grow it out? I like, you know, everything is... Is he bald? No, he's not. He does have hair. He's right. got nice hair. I'm losing mine. Are you? I used to have hair. Oh, let me tell you my quick hair story. 
Okay. Since I haven't told you any stories, was I've been like letting Jason? you talk. I used to, all right, here's the deal. When I was uh, a, a teenager and in my mostly, mostly late teenagers, early 20s, I had really nice hair. And if I went to get my hair cut, the whole place would stop and they'd come over. Literally, the ladies would come over and run their fingers through my hair. Now, I'm a, I'm a skinny, dorky-looking kid with a big nose and zits, so I was very happy I had something going for me, which is my hair. <laughs> and Aww. my hair is, you know. What color? Blonde? Yeah, it's like a, it was a dirty blonde, kind of. Little, it had a lot of different colors in it. It had some red, some strawberry stuff, some, you know, whatever. I used to put sun in, in it to lighten it to up light, a little oh, bit. Oh, I remember yeah. the sun in days. Yep. Okay. Um, question number three. I think you're going to like this one. Name the top five wacky things that Gatlin does. Oh, my goodness. Only five? Well, you can name as many as you. I was going, trying to go easy on you. I thought three is always, a, odd numbers are always good. So I was going to go three, but I'm like, there's probably way too many because I know that I saw some videos of him and I haven't seen him in person, but I thought, this dog's crazy. Yeah, he can and have his own page. he's going to have, Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you probably, I'm sure I have no doubt it's whatsoever. I'm, and I imagine you probably could come up with, I don't know, a couple dozen probably just in a few minutes that we have, but let's go with five and then see how you feel. So he chases the cat around Jameson, but actually he's kind of afraid of him. Believe it or not, when the cat gets brave and turns it around, I oh. have an 85 pound dog that turns to mush. I have a, it's my favorite, one of my well, favorite cats pictures. are evil. That's why. My cat is elusive. He's this elusive. Michelle's never seen him. She doesn't even believe I have a cat. He was um he was a barn cat that was feral. <laughs> I didn't see any cats in no. his in her page at I all. Know. Yeah, he's elusive. And, okay. And Gatlin, there's a picture of him squunched up in his bed, and he's just looking up and side eyeing the cat that's laying on the bed that Gatlin is not allowed on. Oh. So and you, that's one of my favorite pictures. Um. All right, wait. All right, so is, do we have one item so far? That's one. All right. Yeah, he's afraid right. of the cat. Afraid of the cat. Okay. He does not like to put his princess butt on a hard floor. He always has to have something. <laughs> we have a whippet that's the same deal, but the whippet has no body fat, so I can understand it. Your dog has a little meat on him. He does. He so. does. Yeah. He. Um, oh, does he want a pillow or a comfy oh, rug or everything. what? Oh, everything. Like, he gets mad at me over some, That's the other thing is he'll get mad at me, and I know when he's mad at me. Normally, he's pretty good with things around the house, but. I saw, I saw the video you posted where he knocked your tea over. My tea? You, you had. Oh, yes. You were out at a pond. And I don't know, he yep. must have done something he wasn't supposed to do. You kind of put him in timeout sitting in front of you. And then when you gave him permission to go back he, he in the water, instead of going right in the water or coming up <laughs> and thanking you, he knocked your glass over and then went in the water. Yes, that's him. It was, But it seemed like he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. He's really, really smart, and he will oh, okay. do things like that. I, I just did something recently. Oh, no, maybe it was, oh, it was another video. Because he loves to Superman into the water. Yeah. He is a production on anything that he does. He makes a grand entrance. It doesn't matter if it's coming into the house. It doesn't matter if he's jumping into the water. So he Supermans into the water. All right, so cat is one. Well, what are we on here now? We got cat, that was one, spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> and his butt on the floor. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, so he's like... Uh, He's kind of like a he. He's kind of like a princess. He, he needs the princess and the bee thing. Very much. He so. needs and he needs the soft, comfy. He does. Does he get on your lap? 
Oh, he tries, but he's 85 pounds, so he's not really comfortable. Oh. And he's not allowed in my furniture, which is another reason why he gets irritated at the cat. And it's kind of funny because he's <sighs> when he's frustrated. I, I'm telling you that like everyone's like, oh, this is he's a, a envious dog, of the cat. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, this is just a dog. But he is special. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right. What else you got? All right. Let's go for at least one, one good one. One more. Boy, I'm trying to think. He likes, oh, he likes whiskey. Lisa. <laughs> I only gave him a taste. Pete is going to be <laughs> calling you now. <laughs> Peter would say, give him whiskey. <laughs> well, really? Oh, to calm him down? Calm him down, yeah. Oh, gosh. No, he, he just, drinks. All right, he, that's fine. He, no, he drinks. No, he just likes a little taste. You just put it on your finger. He just likes the flavor. He just likes the flavor. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. All right. How do you feel so far about the interview? <laughs> it's great. It's, I'm having a blast. I hope Definitely so. Definitely the easiest. You haven't drank that much, so I, I hope it's just the uh, the environment. You challenged me. Okay, you, and what? Oh, you to, challenged to actually me do it? To do it without a, a pull. Wait yep. a minute. At the beginning, when I said, can I pour a little liquid cream yeah. just to relax? And you're yeah. like, well, it could be a little bit, you know, you could do it without and see how you do. So I, I did, I, I took your challenge. Yeah. See, well, I'm what are you like, drinking now? Well, that's what's, that was in it. I just took a look. It was, what, 45 minutes into the interview? Oh, I took a little hit. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. No, I, I took your challenge. <laughs> wow, that's good. Always say New yes. territory. Yeah. Always yeah. say yes. Oh, that's good advice, right? Well, I don't say always say yes, but. Well, if it's good for you, always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, one of the cool things I do is I get to do some coaching with people. And can I ask you a coaching question? Sure. All right. You're a good sport, so I'm going to go. I'm going to oh go boy. for the gold. This is going to be a three-parter. Oh I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you work, and I don't ever usually do this. I just sort of ask a coaching question because they're always interesting, and our guests have very insightful answers. But not like it's you know you didn't sign on to be coached. <laughs> But uh, what we're going to go for A, B, and C parts. Okay. Are you game? I'm game. Always All right. say yes. And you're doing it sober. That's great. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coaching question. Um, all right, so this is the first part. So what's the number one goal? All right, it's the big dream goal for crew country line dancing or crew country line dancing. What's the number one goal? You talked about a couple things. I don't know, maybe one of those. Maybe there's something else, so. Is this a, a real goal or oh, if I could wave a magic oh. wand and poof, anything could happen? That's, what's the difference? Well, one's tangible and one's no, not. No, 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 no. I mean, I would no, love no, to no, be no, no, no. up on, you know, next to Jason Aldean or Luke Bryan doing a line dance, but really that's probably not feasible. Well, it's not if you don't believe it is. I I believe. You need to, <laughs> I believe, Ross. You need to work on my visual. You need to come to one of my visualization transformation experiences. I do. Yes. I, I absolutely do. His, his we're going to do, listen, we're going to do this. All okay. right. So I'm going to, I'm going to contact you. Okay. We're going to do this. We're going to do it on Zoom. I'm going to record it and I'm going to publish it and post it as an example. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So it's going to help you. But this is this so this will be like a warm up to that because you really you're gonna make it you're gonna be um, it's gonna blow your mind let's put it that way okay That'll so here cool. we go all right but let's just do this one yes this is a magic wand one all right so this is a magic wand one so what is the number one goal the big dream goal right the magic wand one as you called it okay all right for crew country line dancing. It would be to dance. I think honestly, besides just having fun and and making differences in people's lives, I mean that's that's the reality. I would love to be on stage next to a country artist doing choreography. I think that would be fun. A national, national okay. artist, national, national or, touring artist, or a, I would do like 
I would do an independent artist with wave a real the line, good. wave the magic wand. You're waving the national wand. National artist. She's waving the wand. National okay. artist. All right. What's the uh, part B? What's the biggest obstacle preventing that? Time. Explain. Full time job, dog, house, uh, horse. You know, just you have all these personal family responsibilities and stuff. So relationship. So it, it, it really, there's not enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do and to pour yourself into it. So I think that's, that's the biggest obstacle. All right, part C. Okay. What's the number one thing you could do this week that would help you overcome that obstacle? Oh, well, book my session with you. Pay, us, pay attention, Michelle. Because she's going to hold you accountable. I know she is. And she she will definitely do that. Book my session with you. Okay. For sure. Probably. Boy, that's a hard one. It's supposed really, to be. Really push yeah. the social media, I think, to make the time to do, to put things, to put your name out there. Um, there was, there was, you can definitely capture attention on social media that way. There was an artist, um, another one that I like, Tim Duggar. He's out on the um, does a lot of the touring on the racetracks and stuff. Um, we caught his attention with a choreography of mine. So it's possible. So you, you see the inroads to that via social media. I do. And specifically you choreographing a dance to one of their songs. Yeah, I think so. And then trying to you know tag that, however yep. you would get it to tag them. them. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I love that. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm sweating, but I feel good. Oh, it's because the air conditioning's <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, Lisa. And Michelle for your um, um, holding Lisa accountable. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to expect a full report in a week or two. And so you did very well. Like, I'm really happy that you came in and you almost tried to get out of it like three or four or five times. I did more communicating with you pre-interview than anybody else ever. Really? Yes. I felt horrible about that. And actually... Oh, I I don't feel bad about it. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying like there was a real reluctance or there was a real... Time. um, was it time? It was time. All right, was be honest. Definitely. Was it really time? It really was time. Because okay. I was um, teaching and we were preparing for Colby. Oh, which, So there yeah. was a ton of investment because we did a little more of a performance base this year than we have. And we had an hour long. We had like an hour and a half. So I had to teach. I had to do a... a you had to fill an hour and a half with stuff? Yeah. Oh, and my then gosh. on top of it, I had to bring six dancers up to speed um, for performance on stage. So it was a lot of stuff and we're trying to you know, tinker around COVID slowing things yeah. down. So oh, it really gosh. was time. And I'm, I forgot I was on vacation this week, but I had. <laughs> Wait, some... did you come in here on your vacation time? I did. Oh, thank you. And I, pre- oh, you. I re- extra appreciate it now. <laughs> and I had someone yesterday, they're like, come on, they have a, a camp up in the Adirondacks. They're like, come up. I'm like, no, I appreciate. Thank you so much for the invite, but I have an interview tomorrow at seven. It took me forever to book with him and I'm committed. Oh, good for you, so man. Good for you. Good for you to do that. But honestly, from my point of view, I would have rescheduled with you. It would have been cool with it. And not at all. No, it wouldn't I have been a problem at all, I should say. that commitment. Oh, thank you very Follow much. Follow through. There's all some right. more advice. All right. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Appreciate you coming thank in. Thank you. Um, this was a lot of fun. I think that uh, you're really cool and what you do is really awesome. It's teaching people to dance, but it's way more than that, right? It's there's so, like everything in life, there's so many layers. It's like, 
It's like Shrek, you know. Shrek is like, I'm like an onion. You peel the layers away. You get right down in there. There's so much reward to all the different things that we do if we really pay attention to it and um, if we have the if our heart's in the right place. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Look for Lisa on Crew Country Line Dancing. Um, Michelle, you might be on there somewhere, right? I got some video of you on there. Michelle, okay, great. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot. See you soon. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. I hope you were entertained and you discovered at least one nugget of wisdom or advice that you can put into action immediately. Or maybe you received some inspiration from today's episode. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. Please share it with them. You might be the important link that will change their life for the better. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode. And it will make it easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So please subscribe. It will benefit us all. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment and send me a DM. I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in the comments, shares, DMs, and from the list of subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun. But you have to comment, share, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. A special thanks to Brenna Swanger at Waverly Manor Studios for our great theme music. And finally, thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.